Blog Talk Radio. Women Living for the King. It is our desire that those of you who are listening today and those that will listen later on, that you will be encouraged and empowered by the Word of God today. Maybe God will say something to you today that will uh, encourage you to be the woman of God or the man of God or the mother, the wife, the husband, the father, the servant of the Most High God with the Word of God, that you can be kingdom-minded in your home You can be kingdom-minded in your workplace, kingdom-minded in your church, kingdom-minded in your community, kingdom-minded wherever you are today, wherever you go today, wherever the soles of your your feet tread today, that you will be kingdom-minded. You will be thinking about the king, that you will be inspired to live every day by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that we can bring glory and honor unto his name today. But I just want to... Uh, just by way of announcement, we have our watch night service that's coming up on next Monday. Uh, it's December 31st at 10 p.m. We will be having our watch night service at Embassy Suites Hotel, which is the uh, Miami Airport location. The address is 3974 South River Drive. That's Miami, Florida. And the parking fee is $5. So if you're not having services at your church service, at your church, um, we invite you to come and be a part of our service and hear a word from God. Hear what God has to say to us, to the body of Christ, for this upcoming new year. God always gives us a word um, to encourage us for the new year, uh, a word that will keep us focused on God, a word that will empower us and, and help us to walk by faith and not by sight, keeping our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, another announcement I'd like to make is concerning our prayer. We have a end-of-the-month prayer that uh, we do every month, at the end of every month. Uh, and uh, this year, uh, God has been uh, leading us as we did every month from January to December. We had a time of fasting and prayer. Uh, this last month, we uh, changed the uh, prayer line number. So if you desire to uh, be a part of that prayer, um, you can listen to it and pray along with us. We have it on our website. You can go to our website, ejmpcc.com, and you can pray along with us for the month of November and December. That is there, and um, just, you know, when the Spirit of God prompts your heart and you want to be able to go and listen and pray along with us, I heard the man of God say something. Every time we pray, that uh, that uh, momentum increases. And so God is doing something in your spirit. Every time you pray along with us as we are praying that prayer. The next time you hear us on the Master Key, we'll be on Saturday encountering uh, the supernatural, I'm sorry, releasing the supernatural, and that would be on Saturday at 12 noon with Dr. E.J. McKenzie. I just want to encourage you today, those of you who are listening, that we're already in our due season and our set time, and this is the time that we want to be focused on God. We want to keep our eyes on God. God has already brought us into our 
season. He's already brought us in to that place that he desires for us to uh, to come in him. Now, we know that manifestly there are some things that God is uh, still manifesting in our lives. Um, uh, the word of the Lord God that we're holding on to concerning our spouses, uh, the word of God we're holding on to concerning um, our children, the word of God we're holding on to concerning our finances, the word of God we're holding on to concerning our job, the word of God we're holding on to concerning uh, health and healing in our bodies. Um, manifestly, we know that we're still waiting for the manifestation of that, but by faith we know we already have it. We, we are holding fast to the confession of our faith according to the book of Hebrews, nothing wavering, but God is faithful because God has already promised. So we embrace the word of God, and we hold on to the word of God, and we encourage ourselves with the word of God. So uh, we just recently heard a, a powerful word um, that God has been preparing us for our payday. So uh, it's our payday. We're in our due season, our set time. Um, and so I just want to encourage you with the word of God. The, the momentum of God has already increased, and I want to encourage us to stay focused on God. The best is yet to come. So let's keep our eyes on God. The Bible says, if you have your Bible, um, and if not, I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's uh, from the book of Jeremiah, the first chapter. And beginning with verse 12, it says, Then said the Lord to me, God was speaking here to Jeremiah, and he says, Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, but I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. Now, let me read that again. God said to Jeremiah, then said the Lord to me, you have seen well. Because if you read the above verses, verses 1 through 11, God was speaking to Jeremiah. and He was asking Jeremiah, what do you see? And so Jeremiah answered God in verse 10 and 11 and shared with, told God what he, what he saw. And God said, you've seen well. And then God said, I am alert. In other words, I'm not uh, sleeping on that word. I'm not like the days ago concerned that word. God said, I am alert. In other words, that word that God spoke concerning you, God said, I'm alert concerning that word. He says, I'm active. Active. God, that means that God is moving. Whatever uh, God has to position, sometimes players and people in place just for the word for you to come to pass. Uh, and sometimes that's a that's a, a process that takes time. It doesn't, you know, God can work a miracle and it can happen overnight. But many times God is preparing you for that word that He spoke over your life, and God is preparing the other people that that play a role in that word, the fulfillment of that word that God spoke of your life. So God says, "I'm alert and I'm active and I'm watching." watching. God says, I'm looking. He says, I'm watching over my word, the word that I spoke over your life. God says, I'm watching over that word to do what? To perform it. So in other words, God is going to make sure that that word that he spoke over your life will come to pass. And whatever it takes for that word to come to pass, God is making sure that it comes to pass because he's making the adjustment. And as you and I stay focused on God, and we make the adjustment in our heart. We make the adjustment in our in our spirit. We make the adjustment in our mind, in our thinking. And we allow ourselves uh, to become uh, focused on God concerning that word that God has spoken over us. Let me read that from another translation. The Message Bible says, and God said, good eyes, I'm sticking with you. I'll make every word 
I give you come true. God is going to do it. You don't have to try and make anything happen. God is going to do it. All God wants you and I to do is to stay focused on him, to believe him, to believe the word that he spoke over our lives, to believe that he said he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Whatever that word is that God spoke concerning uh, your spouse, whatever that word is that God spoke concerning your children, whatever that word is that God spoke concerning your finances, keep your eyes on God. God says, I'm making sure, I'm watching, I'm active, I'm alert, and I'm going to make sure that that word comes to pass. God says, I will perform it. Another translation God said in the, in, uh, the NIV version, God said, good eyes, I'm sticking with you. I'll make every word that I speak come true. I'll complete it. So God says, I'm going to complete that word that I spoke over your life. If you keep your eyes on me, I'm going to make sure that that word comes to pass in your life. God is not a man that he should lie. The book of Numbers tells us that, that God is not a man that he should lie. If he spoke it, he knows how to bring it to pass and make it good just for you and I. And so all we have to do is continue to keep our eyes on God, continue to embrace the word of God, continue to focus on God, encourage ourselves with the word of God. Uh, the book of Jer- uh, the book of Joshua, in the first chapter, God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. So that's another way that we can embrace the word of God, by meditating on the word of God, meditating on what God spoke over our lives. Let me share another scripture with you here in the book of Genesis, the 21st chapter, in the first verse. And I'm going to read verse 1 and verse 2, and this is the New King James Version. God said, the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for her as he had promised. The Lord kept his word. And then in verse 2 he says, for Sarah became pregnant and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time God had told him. So when you look at this, these two verses of Scripture, it lets you see that to encourage us today that there's a set time for everyone. There's an appointed time for everyone. And the Scripture says here that God visited Sarah as he said. So if God spoke over your life and God has given you a word to encourage you, and God has spoken over your family and spoken over your marriage and spoken over your, your finances, your job, your church, or whatever it is that God spoke over you, God is going to visit you with that same word that he spoke over your life. God promised it, and God will fulfill it. God will complete it. God will make sure that it comes true in your life. The Bible says here in verse 1, the Lord visited Sarah as he said. So God wants to visit you as he said. So we don't want to miss our time of visitation. And so the only way we will not miss our time of visitation is because we are focusing on God. We have embraced the word of God. We are encouraging ourselves with the word of God. We are meditating on the book of the law day and night, and we are acting on the word of God, and we are encouraging ourselves with the word of God. We are reminding ourselves 
every day of what God said uh, concerning our lives. Every day what God said concerning our finances and our families and our and our spouses and our marriages and our relationship, our jobs, our, our health, our extended family, salvation. God spoke to us in the month of uh, November, and God said, household salvation. So God wants to do and will manifest household salvation. Now, there may be someone that's listening, and we'll listen later on. You're holding on to the word concerning salvation for your spouse. Or maybe you're holding on to a word of God concerning salvation for your children or, or your extended families. Uh, wherever, whoever it may be, God said household salvation. So that means that God will visit you and I with household salvation. So let's continue to hold on to the word of God. I have some family members that I'm believing God, and I want to see uh, before they leave this earth, I want to see them confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I believe, that uh, you know, that word that God spoke. So I'm holding on to that word. And, and in my spirit, I see them saved. I see them uh, praising God. I see them lifting up their hands. And what's causing me to have that vision is the word of God because I'm meditating on their salvation. I'm meditating on them coming to the Lord. I'm meditating on them giving their lives to the Lord. I'm meditating on them uh, crying out to God and praising God and worshiping God. And I'm also meditating on uh, on them where they will have, uh, my, my family members and I, we will have times where we sit down and we dialogue and we talk about the goodness of God, and we talk about how good God is, and we talk about what God has done and how God saved them and delivered them and set them free. And I believe that it will happen because God said it, and I don't want to miss my time of visitation. So let's not miss our time of visitation. The Bible says here in verse 1, the Lord visited Sarah as he has said. Has God said to you that he's going to visit you? Yes, he has, with that promise that he spoke over you. So with that word, God will come and God will visit you. Hold on to the promise of God and not don't allow yourself to be discouraged. Don't allow yourself to give in to the distractions that will come. The distractions are coming to cause you and I to keep to take our eyes off of God and look at the distractions. But this is not the time that we're going to be distracted. This came to pass, but it didn't come to last. So, therefore, we're going to keep our eyes on God. We're going to keep our focus on God. Then he says in verse 2, for Sarah became pregnant. So God will cause you to give birth to that word of that you're holding on to. The seed has been planted. Now God is going to cultivate that seed, help you to cultivate that seed by you meditating on the word. Every time you meditate on the word, every time you confess the word, every time you see yourself applying the word and doing the word, you're cultivating that word, and you're allowing that word to grow in your spirit. And at the appointed time, God is going to cause you to give birth, through that word that is spoken of your life, you will not miss your time of visitation because you're embracing the word of God and you're holding on to the word of God. And also it says here in verse 2, Sarah became pregnant and bore Abraham a son in his old age. In other words, at the, at the situation didn't look favorable. The situation didn't look like they could have a son because why? They were old in age. They were well past the time of giving birth. But God, this is the season of the supernatural. So there's nothing too hard for God. God knows how to bring it together. 
wherever God has to bring it, uh, uh, if God has to bring someone from out of town, if God has to bring them from across the continent, God knows how to make sure that that word comes to pass in your life and you will not miss your time of visitation. Here's another scripture I want to encourage you with today from the book of Psalms, Psalms 102 and verse 13. The Amplified Version says, You will arise and have mercy and loving kindness for Zion, but it is time to have pity and compassion for her. Yes, the set time or the payday has come. The moment designated. And remember we said earlier, Everybody has a due time. Everybody has a due season. Everybody has a set time. Everyone has a designated moment. But will you receive the designated moment that God has designated for you? You and I can receive it when we keep our eyes on the Lord, when we keep our focus on God, when we are not allowed the book of the law to to dissipate or to uh, uh, receive, to to pass from from our thinking, from our meditation, because we're meditating on the word of God day and night. He says, yes, the set time has come. So this is our due season. This is our set time, the moment designated. It says, you will arise. Here's another translation. You will arise and have compassion on Zion. And we are the people of Zion. So God will arise and have compassion on us, the people of Zion. But it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. So this is the appointed time that God has for you. There's an appointment on God's calendar for you. There's an appointment on God's calendar for your uh, prophetic words, the promise from God to come to pass. I was thinking, you know, there are times when you and I, we go to appointments. Um, just say we have a doctor's appointment. I can remember times when I was uh, impregnated with our girls, and I would go to uh, the gynecologist. I would go to my, my OBGY. Why in? And I would go to the doctor, and I would sit there. I sign in, and then I would sit there and wait for my designated time for the doctor to come out and say, "It's your time." And this is what God is saying to you and I. We've been faithful. We've been holding on to the word of the Lord God. We've endured the testing. We've endured the, the, the testing that God has brought in our lives. So God says, now, this is your your designated time. Now is your appointment. Now is your set time and your due, due season for your appointment. It's your payday. So you and I can arise and wait for the promise from God, the manifestation of everything that God has spoken over our lives. Here's another promise from God from the book of Second Chronicles. And these are just some scriptures to encourage you and I as we're waiting for the manifestation of the promise that God has spoken over our lives. Second Chronicles, the 29th chapter, and verse 36 says, Thus Hezekiah rejoiced. Why did he rejoice? It says, And all the people rejoiced because of what God had prepared for the people. But it was done suddenly. It was done how? Suddenly. When it's done suddenly, that means it's done abruptly. That means it's all of a sudden it happened. And the way that will happen for you and I is when you and I are focused on God. We're not looking at people, but we're looking at God. We have embraced the word of God. 
Let me read that again. It says, Thus Hezekiah rejoiced, and all the people rejoiced. So this is the time for you and I to rejoice. This is the time for you and I to have delight in God. This is the time for you and I to praise God. This is the time for you and I to worship God. This is the time for you and I to lift our hands and sing songs of praise unto him and sing songs of adoration unto him, singing songs of love unto him. It says, because of what God had prepared for the people. So God is preparing something for you and I. God is preparing that promise for you and I. God is preparing that word that God has spoken over your marriage. God is preparing that word he's spoken over your children. God is preparing that word that he's spoken over your finances, that word that he's spoken over your body. God is preparing it so you and I can rejoice because we know that it's already done. And when you and I can rejoice, when we don't see something, that's an act of faith. That means that I believe it, although I don't see it manifestly, but I believe God because I know that God is not a man, that God will lie. I know that God has already promised me some things, and he will bring it to pass in my life. Look at the definition of the word suddenly. It means coming unexpectedly, coming unexpectedly. Now, here's an example of that. You know how we're here, we're here in the state of Florida, and sometimes this Florida weather can just all of a sudden change on you. One minute, you know, you're walking outside, and it's nice, and it's, it's hot, and, uh, and then the next moment, here comes the, the, the rain. The clouds have, have changed. There's a, you can sense it sometimes in the air. You can sense it sometimes when you look at the clouds and you see that, you know, the clouds are forming and, and something, the temperature has changed and something is about to happen. Sometimes you can even smell the, the sound of, of rain. You can smell it when rain is about to come. So it means that it happened suddenly. You didn't know it was coming, but suddenly it just happened. So that's what God is getting ready to do for you and I. Suddenly, that miracle is going to happen for you. Suddenly, that miracle concerning your marriage will happen. All of a sudden, your your spouse will tell you, you know what, uh, last year I didn't, you know, go to church with you, but this year I think I want to start going to church because I think I want to give my life to the Lord. Just suddenly, all of a sudden, God just began to deal with them because you were focused on God and not looking at them. Suddenly, God began to allow uh, things to happen concerning your finances. And then, you know, you're just being faithful on your job. You're going every day, and you're committed unto the Lord. You know God bless you with this job. And suddenly, the boss comes to you and says, you know what? I think I want to give you that raise. Um, last year, we was about to give it, you know, things happened. We couldn't do it. But I think starting in the month of January, I want to give you that raise and give you that increase in your pay. Suddenly, that's what we're talking about, the miracle that God has promised you. Suddenly, God began to deal with the, your children, and all of a sudden, they begin to uh, begin to uh, divinely align with the promise of God concerning, uh, concerning them. You've been praying. You've been fasting. You've been standing on the word of God. And then suddenly, there's a change in their attitude and a change in their uh, disposition, and God began to cause them to line up with the promise of God. You've been standing, you've been fasting, you've been praying, you've been believing God, and suddenly God did it for you. Suddenly, as you're believing God, God began to change some things concerning the, the church. You're standing on the word of God, and, and God begins to add to the house of the Lord. God begins to 
send the increase, send the disciples, uh, send the leaders, and God is sending the musicians. Everything that you've been holding on to, that God is all of a sudden, suddenly, is happening for you. You've been standing, you've been embracing the word of God, and now suddenly God is allowing you to see it. This is what God is doing. This is the supernatural. This is the miracle. This is why Hezekiah and the people rejoice because what God had prepared for them, then suddenly God allowed it to happen. Amen? I want to encourage you with another scripture here from the book of St. Luke, the first chapter, and verse 45. It says, reading this from the Message Bible, it says, You're so blessed among women. And the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed? That the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believe what God said, believe every word will come true. So, and, and I want to say this also, blessed Men, not just women, because we know men also are standing on the word of God. It says, blessed woman or blessed men who believe what God said, believe every word will come true. So do you believe that every word God has spoken of your life will come true? Do you believe that what God has said concerning you will come true? You're blessed if you believe, because you believe what God has said. You're not looking at your situation. You believe what God has said. The situation may be contrary, but you believe what God has said. You believe that every word God has spoken over your life would come to pass, then God says you're blessed. Because why? You believe God. This is the time of the supernatural. This is your payday. So this is the time that God is opening doors. God has reinstated us. This is our due season. This is our set time. So we know that God has manifested in our lives. We know that God has opened doors for us. So we're walking through the open doors. God has opened up new opportunities. I hear about the Spirit of God. So those new opportunities that God has opened up for you, walk in it. It may be new opportunities concerning business. Walk in it, because this is a season for it. It may be opportunities concerning finances. Walk in it. It may be opportunities concerning investments. Walk in it. This is the season for it. It may be opportunities where God is moving concerning your marriage. Walk in it. Embrace the word of God. Believe the word of God. See it happening for you. It may be opportunities that God has given you on your job concerning uh, uh, promotion and raises. Don't be afraid to take that promotion. Don't be afraid to take that raise. Don't be afraid to, to accept that increase. This is the new season for it. This is the new opportunity for it. And God has already opened up the doors. So walk through the open doors. God is on the other side of it. God has already opened it, and God is on the other side. He's just waiting for you and I to walk through the open door. God also said that he has renewed us. So this is the hour, this is the season that God has renewed us. The definition of the word renew is to make like new. So maybe there's somebody listening today, and you want God to make your marriage like new. 
your marriage has been on the brink, you know, seems like death has been there. But God is opening up new doors concerning your marriage, and God is getting ready to make your marriage like new. And I said getting ready because God is preparing him and God is preparing her. And God is dealing with their hearts even now, even upon the table of their beds. God is making them like new. They will lay down one way but wake up totally new with a different mindset, a new mindset, thinking differently, talking differently, walking differently, acting differently. And it's a new person. It's a different person because God has done it. This is the manifestation of all those years, all those months, all those weeks of your fasting, all those times, those those uh, sacrifices that you made to fast uh, and to stand on the word of God. You turned your plate down. Your labor was not in vain. God saw it, and God is rewarding you now. God is honoring you now. So believe God. Embrace the new. See your spouse new. Men, see your wives new. Wives, see your husband new. See your children new, parents. See, God has made them new. Don't uh, give in or don't pay attention to the way they're acting. Don't listen to what they say. You hold on to the word of God because you know that you have a promise from God. They will fulfill the destiny of God. They will fulfill the purpose of God. God has spoken a word over their life. And so God is dealing with their hearts now. God is making them like new now. They will honor their parents in the Lord because this pleases God. And they will live long on this earth. God knows how to deal with them. God knows how to make them uncomfortable in a comfortable place. God knows how to bring them to the end of themselves. God knows how to do it. So you hold on to the word of God. You have a word that God spoke over you concerning your children. You have a word that God spoke, a promise from God that God said that he would do for them. And you see the word of God. God will not lie to you. So embrace the word of God. Embrace the new concerning your children. Embrace the new concerning your job. Embrace the new wherever it is that you believe in God, that area concerning your job you believe in God for. Then embrace the new. Walk in there and and put a smile on your face uh, and know that you have a word from God. You're encouraged by what God said. You're not encouraged by what they've said, what they've said. Maybe the boss has said or your coworkers have said uh, or family members have said uh, you'll never amount to anything or you won't prosper on that job. You have a word from God, so you hold on to the word of God. God is making it like new. God is doing it even now. Another definition of the word renew is to restore to freshness. God knows how to restore that relationship to freshness. In other words, you know how to make that relationship as if you just met and you fell in love just from the very first time of your meeting. So God knows how to make, put the freshness. You know, it seems like it's stale now. It's, you know, it's not, uh, it's lacking in vigor or it's lacking in, you know, uh, just, you know, coming together and communing and fellowshipping and having times of recreation together and, and spending time together and just going out and, and doing things together. Well, God knows how to restore the freshness in that marriage. He knows how to restore the freshness in that relationship. He knows how 
to restore it. In other words, if he's going to restore it, that means he's going to put it back together as if it never happened. And that's the miracle. That's the supernatural. Only God can do that. And so you continue to hold on to the word of God and thank God every day. So, Lord, I thank you for making this relationship like new. Lord, I thank you for renewing this relationship. Lord, I thank you for restoring the freshness in this marriage, restoring the freshness in this relationship, restoring the freshness on my job, restoring the freshness in me. And guess what? God wants to do it in you first before he do it in anyone else. So let him do it in you first. You know, if you are a wife and you believe in God to do it in your marriage, so let God do it in you first before you do it in your husband. If you're a husband and you believe in God to do it in your wife, let God do it in you first before he do it in your wife. If parents are listening and you believe in God to do it in your children, let God do it in you first before he manifests it in your children. Another definition of the word renew means to make new spiritually. So God knows how to make you and I new spiritually. He knows how to rekindle that passion that we used to have when we first gave our life for, uh, to the Lord. He knows how to rekindle that zeal that we had when we first gave our life to the Lord. God knows how to do it. So let's trust God, saints, and believe that God is making us new spiritually as we focus on God, as we meditate on his word day and night. Let's believe God to restore us, to renew us, to make our, us like new again, to restore the freshness and to make us new spiritually. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures that, that complement the definition of the word renew. It says here in the book of Psalms 103, verse 5, it says, Who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. So God wants to renew your, your, your strength, saints. He wants to renew you like the eagle. He wants to cause you to soar like the eagle. He wants to cause you to have uh, re, to, to revive you, if I can say it like that. He wants to give you more strength. Uh, he wants to cause you and I to have that strength again, like when we first gave our life to him and we first fell in love with him. Uh, he wants to satisfy our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. In other words, you and I, we will be able to soar. We'll be able to walk and not get tired because he's satisfying our mouth. He's making us new spiritually. He's making us new all over again. In the book of Isaiah, the 40th chapter and verse 31, and this is probably a very familiar passage of Scripture, it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, this is only for those who are waiting on the Lord, and we're waiting for the manifestation. We know that we are in our due season. We know this is this is the season of the supernatural. This is the season of the miraculous. So we're waiting on God, and we're focused on God. And it says here, God says that I shall renew their strength. Whose strength? Those who are waiting on God. Those who are waiting on God, he says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. 
In other words, you and I will be able to endure and not get tired. It says they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Because why? We're waiting on God. In other words, you know, there are times when you and I can go through the course of the day, and at the end of the day we're so tired and seems like we haven't accomplished anything. But God says, well, you can trust me to make you new spiritually. And if you wait on me, God says, I'm going to cause you to mount up with wings like eagles. I'm going to renew your strength, and I'm going to cause you to run, and you won't get weary, you won't get tired, and you're going to walk, and you will not faint. Have there been days where it seems like, you you know, you're about to faint, you're about to quit, you're about to give up? God says, no, don't do that. Don't quit. Don't give up. God says, trust me, wait on me. I'm going to cause you to walk and not faint because why? I'm renewing your strength. So trust God to renew your strength as a wife. Trust God as a husband to renew your strength. Trust God as parents to renew your strength. Trust God as an employee, employer to renew your strength. Trust God as a saint to renew your strength. Trust God as a sister, as a brother, as a daughter, as a mother, as a father. Trust God, saints, to renew your strength. God is doing it now. And I decree and declare that God is renewing your strength now. Those who are listening, those who will listen later, God says, I'm renewing your strength. Go ahead and receive that strength from God right now. Maybe somebody listening right now and you feel a little weary. You feel like you're about to faint. God is speaking to you now, and he's renewing your strength by the Spirit of God right now. Go ahead and receive that renewed strength. Receive that renewed uh, uh, definition in your walk that you won't faint. Go ahead and receive it. God is calling you to soar right now. You're getting ready to, to mount up with wings like eagles. God is doing it now. I speak it. I decree it now in the mighty name of Jesus. Here's another scripture to encourage us. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and verse 16, it says, Seeing the invisible, therefore we do not we do not lose heart. Because why? We see the invisible. And so, therefore, we won't lose heart. Because our focus is not on the natural. We see the invisible. Our eyes, I'm not, as a wife, I'm not looking at the natural concerning my husband, but my eyes are looking at the invisible. As a man of God, don't look at the visible concerning your wife. See the invisible. Embrace the word of God that God has spoken over her life. As parents, don't look at the visible when it comes to our children. Let's focus on the invisible and the word of God that God has spoken concerning their lives. It says, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Why? Because I'm looking at the invisible. I see the invisible. I embrace the invisible. I focus on the word of God. I meditate day and night on the word of God. And so, therefore, my inward man is being renewed day by day. Remember, those that wait on the Lord, God is renewing their strength. So as we focus on the invisible, God is renewing our strength, and God is causing us to soar. God is causing us to be renewed day by day. Every day we're being renewed. Here's another scripture from the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 2. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Remember the definition of the, uh, of the word renew is to be made like new, to restore to freshness, to make new spiritually. So this is what God is doing. You're not trying to do it for yourself. 
God is the one that's working on the inside of you. God is at work in you now. Just trust God and focus on the invisible. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed how? By renewing your mind. And how will your mind be renewed if you're not meditating day and night on the word of God? So let's make a decision that we're going to meditate day and night on the word of God. And as you're meditating day and night on the word of God, that keeps you encouraged. That keeps you focused. That causes you not to get attitudes and not to have a disposition and walk in a spirit of pride uh, because why? Your focus is God. You're meditating on God, and you're looking at the invisible. And so you're you're calling yourself to, to stay humble under the mighty hand of God. And as you're meditating on the word of God, you're seeing yourself, see yourself become a servant, see yourself uh, causing yourself to, to humble yourself under God's hand. See yourself uh, as a wife. You're, coming, you're becoming humble under the authority of your husband. See yourself on your job becoming humble under the authority of your employee. See yourself becoming humble in society as you're out and you're taking care of business and you're going from place to place. See yourself becoming a servant of the Most High God. And God knows at the right time, the designated time, the due season, the set time, he knows how to exalt you and I and, and, and cause us to rise above the heads of our enemies. So it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Conformity and transformity, both of those words means change. One is being changed by the outward appearance the outer man, uh, this world system. The other one is being transformed by the renewing of your mind. The one that's being transformed by the renewing of your mind is the inner man, the one that is meditating day and night on the word of God. So as you're meditating day and night, it says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we are to prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God as we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that's just going back to the word of God concerning renew. Also, God said that he's going to restore us. God is the one that's going to put it back together, bring it back together. Um, the word defin- The definition of the word restore means to bring back into an original condition. God is the one that's bringing it back to the original condition. He's bringing your marriage back to original condition, the purpose that he joined you and your spouse together. God is restoring your marriage. Trust God to do it. And also another definition of the word restore means to give restitution, to give back. Going back to the word payday, it's your payday. God is restoring back to you. Everything that the enemy has stolen. Scripture lets us know that when the thief is found, he has to return sevenfold. So God is paying you back. God is giving you restitution. Restitution in your marriage. Restitution in your relationship. 
restitution concerning your body, restitution concerning your children, restitution on your job. Maybe the enemy came and he stole that 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 promotion. He stole those finances. He stole from you. Well, God said the enemy is paying you back. This is the season that the enemy will pay you back. God says, I'm going to cause the enemy. Remember the story concerning uh, uh, Joseph in the book of Joseph, uh, I'm sorry, in the book of Genesis, the 50th chapter, I believe it's the 20th verse, it talks about how Joseph is telling his brothers, his brothers, uh, their father had just died, and and the brothers are thinking that Joseph, because he's in an authoritative position now, they're thinking that, that Joseph is about to pay them evil for all the wrong that they did to him. But Joseph tells them in Genesis, the 50th chapter, I believe it's verse 20, Joseph tells them, no, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for my good. So all the hell that you went through, God allowed it to happen because God meant it for good. Only God can bring good out of a negative and a situation that seemed like it's just so terrible. How can life come out of a situation like this? Well, God said, I'm the one. You, they may have meant it for evil. I used them to, to test you, but God said they meant it for evil, but I had a greater plan in mind. Remember the book uh, uh, in the book of Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, and we share God said uh, concerning uh, Jesus that this was meant to be. Uh, and so God said all the hell that you went through, it was meant to be. In other words, I allowed it to happen because why? I know, you know, I was doing something, God said. I was making you. I was preparing you. I was causing you to become every promise, that word that I spoke over your life. So they may have meant it for evil, but God said, I meant it for your good. So this is a season of restitution. Get ready to be paid back. You know, sometimes uh, you receive uh, from your job, you know, uh, you, you think you received your last check from, from the last job that you had, and you thought you received your last check, and God said, you know, that he allows them to contact you and say, you know what, uh, we've been holding on to this check, and, and um, I don't know, uh, you know, why they didn't send this check out to you, but this is like, you know, seven months. Uh, 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 back pay, you know, seven months of, of restitution, you know, that I'm getting ready to, to pay back to you for your stand, for your faith. And this is what God said in this season. God is allowing it to happen. So so get ready to, to add to your bank account. Get ready to see those numbers increase because God is doing it. This is the season for it. God says, I'm giving restitution to you. I'm paying you back for all the hell that you went through. I'm paying you back for all the for all the hell you went through in your marriage, all the hell you went through on your job, all the hell you went through in the, that relationship. God says, I'm paying you back. Here in the book of uh, Job, the 42nd chapter, and, and, and many of us know the story con- concerning Job, and and Job went through a season where, you know, he lost his his children, his children, his servants, uh, everything Job had was gone. And his wife even said, you should curse God and die. Job encountered so much loss, but only thing that kept him is his faith in God. So during that season where you were being tested, the only thing that kept you and I is our faith in God, our trust in God. We may not have understood what God was doing and why God allowed it all to happen, 
But we know what Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 28 says, And all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to the uh, to his purpose. So if you know that you're called according to God's purpose, then it's working out for your good. God allowed it to happen because he worked it out for your good. So here in the book of Job, the 42nd chapter, in verse 10, the Bible says, and the Lord restored, here's that word restore, to give restitution, to give back. It says, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. So when did God do it? When Job prayed for his friends, God restored his losses. So is God speaking to you today to pray for your friends, to pray for those people that came against you? Is God speaking to you to pray for that boss on your job that seemed like, you know, they don't like you and God has used them to test you, to demote you, uh, to maybe to take back some of your pay, uh, to decrease your pay, uh, whatever the case may be, God allowed it to happen. So is God speaking to you, not to them, but God is speaking to you, you pray for them. And you probably say, but God, I didn't do anything wrong. But God said, yeah, but you pray for them. I want to I wanna, uh, cause you to receive restitution. I'm going to pay you back, but you pray for them. So this is what God did for Job. Job prayed for his friends, and the Bible says the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. And then it says, indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as we had before. See, on on your job, they may have taken away $100, but God said, yeah, but when you pray for them, I'm going to give you $200. <laughs> and many of you will probably say, oh, yeah, I'll pray for them. But see, guess what? God don't tell you that at the beginning. <laughs> he just wants you to act in faith and trust him and just take his word, receive his promise, and pray for them. Pray for them. The Bible says pray for them that speak all manner of evil against you, those that come against you. Pray for them. Don't talk about about them. Don't come against them. Don't don't roll your eyes at them and, and don't say, Well, I'll pray, but but in my heart I'm not gonna forgive them. No. Keep your heart clean and pray for them. And trust God. Leave them in the hands of God. And don't be an Indian giver. Don't say, Well, I'll pray for them today, but I won't pray for them tomorrow. Or, I'll pray for them for, for this week, but next week I must pray for my own stuff and my own family. No, no, no. Just pray for them until God release you. If God is speaking to you to pray for them, pray until God release you. And then also it says here in Zechariah, the ninth chapter, and verse 12, it says, Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity, you prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will restore double your formal prosperity to you. God says, I'm going to do what? I will restore double your formal prosperity to you. So thanks of the Most High God, get ready to receive double the formal prosperity than you had before. Hallelujah. Get ready to be blessed from the Most High God. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how God is going to do it. But you just pull out your baskets and you pull out your hands and you open up your spiritual bank account and get ready to receive a double your formal prosperity to you. God is getting ready to pay you back. God is giving restitution to you. God is giving you back everything that you think you lost. See, in God, we haven't lost anything. We think we've lost it, but we haven't lost anything in God. Our faith has been in God, and our trust has been in God. So this is the season that God 
is restoring double, twice as much as you had before, double your formal prosperity to you. And then we're familiar with this passage of Scripture in Joel, the second chapter, and verse 25 and 26. And we're looking at this word restore, to give restitution. God is giving restitution. And the one thing about God giving restitution, God is the one that's going to put it in a man's heart to give you the restitution. God knows how to touch their heart, and they can be thinking one way today, but when they go home tonight and lie down and sleep, the Spirit of the Lord God will deal with them like he did with the king, king Abimelech concerning Sarah. God knows how to deal with them <laughs> upon the tables of their bed, and they wake up, and, and God put you in their spirit. And so you know what? When you go to your job today, go ahead and promote them. Go ahead and give them their raise, and, and they're going to look at you and, and, and see your faithfulness, and they're going to see how you, you are dependable. They're going to see how your your track record, your pattern of being there on time and and, and uh, taking heed to the to the breaks and taking heed uh, to your lunch breaks and, and you're not asking for any extra favors, uh, but you're doing your assignment. And sometimes you even ask to do the assignment of your coworker because you're all caught up with your work. God is giving restitution to you, those that have been faithful. And that's something else that God spoke to us. To those who remain faithful, God is opening up doors of lessons to us because we, we remain faithful to God. Our faithfulness was not to a man. Our faithfulness was to God. God sees. I don't know why we think sometimes that God doesn't see. God, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that God is not forgetful to forget your labor of love. God won't forget it. God sees your labor of love. You continue to do your labor of love. Don't because God is going to cause you to reap in this due season and set time in this hour of the supernatural and the hour of the miraculous. God is, has already opened up the doors. God has already reinstated us. So don't quit. Don't say, well, how long I got to keep on doing this and how long I got to remain faithful? You do it until God releases you. Do it until God says, okay, now, now is the time. I'm getting ready, you know, I'm, I'm promoting you. I'm promoting you to do something else because <laughs> God would never, you know, cause us to not, you know, do anything. But if God is releasing you from one phase, then he's taking you to another phase. If God is saying, okay, well, your season is up for praying for your boss, then he's going to cause you to call, uh, pray for all the employees. But God will always have you and I doing something as we're focusing on him. He's going to always have us have, uh, giving us an assignment. We will always have an assignment from God. We just make, need to make sure that we tune into God so we can know the assignment that God has for us. So here in Joel, the second chapter, and verse 25 and 26, it says, So I will restore. Who's going to restore it? God is going to restore it. He says, I will restore. In other words, I will give restitution. I will give back. I will bring back into an original condition. God said, I'm doing it. He says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. And then in verse 26, he said, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. You go what? Eat in plenty and be satisfied. 
and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. This is the season where the people of God is getting ready to eat in plenty and be satisfied. Because why? God says, I'm restoring you. I'm giving you back. I'm paying you back. I'm giving restitution to you. I'm bringing you back to your original condition. I'm giving you back your finances. I'm paying you back for your faithfulness. I'm paying you back for your season of getting up early in the morning time when you got up at 3 a.m. and you were praying and you were fasting and you were crying out to me. God says, I'm paying you back for those times when you fasted out, when you fasted unto me and you was crying out to me. God says, I'm paying you back. I saw every, every month how you came together at the end of the month, those three days of prayer, those three days of fasting, those three days of focusing on me. God says, I'm paying you back. I'm giving you restitution. You will be rewarded. This is the season, the day for your payday. And you know when you go to your job and it's your payday, you're in a you're in good spirits. <laughs> you're in a good mood. Uh you I mean you just seem like you're nice to everybody. Well guess what? We can be like that every day because our focus is not man. I'm not doing it because, you know, last Friday was my payday. Every day is my payday. Because every day my focus is God. Every day, I'm looking for God to pay me back. Every day, I don't know how God is going to do it, but it may be on my job, and he may uh, allow someone to come to my job. It may be when I go to the grocery store. It may be when I go to the bank. It may be when I go to pay my bill and, you know, pay my, my cell phone bill, and they say, guess what? You paid in full for the rest of the, for the next six months, and, and you can praise God because you know nobody but God did that. <laughs> nobody but God went in the computer system and allowed your payment to uh, uh, touch somebody's heart, and they paid you back, uh, uh, for the, they paid you up your cell phone for the next six months. God knows how to work the miraculous on your behalf, on my behalf, as we focus on God. This is the season. This is the hour forward. This is the season of the supernatural. So expect the supernatural today. Expect the miraculous of God today. Expect open doors today. Expect new opportunities today. Expect divine connections today. When God divinely connects you, can nobody pull your part. Allow God to do it for you. Let your focus be God. Meditate on the book of the law day and night. Then you're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will be prosperous. Well, this has been your host, Prophetess Kathy L. McKenzie, and I pray that you were encouraged with the word of God. Remember our watch night service on next Monday, December 31st at 10 p.m. at the Embassy Suites Hotel. God bless you, and thank you for being with us.